Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie Now, as you may be aware, there appears to be, uh, well, it seems to be varying restrictions in place when it comes to giving birth to children. And the rules seem to vary from one maternity hospital to another. To get a sense of where we're at in the locality, I'm joined on the line by Gronia Millen, who is the Director of Midwifery at Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital in Drogheda, which is one of the busiest uh, maternity units in the entire country. Uh, first of all, Gronia, what, what is the latest state of play, for example, in the Lourdes Maternity Unit? Good morning, uh, Ken, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak to you today. So I suppose, uh, Ken, just to start with, um, we've actually seen a marked increase in our number of COVID-positive pregnant women uh, in the unit in the last couple of months. Um, But what we are um, working with is the national guidance in relation to maternity restrictions. And the latest version of that is just from last week, from July. And um, I suppose I'll go through the different aspects of it. So um, in relation to uh, the booking and women coming on their pregnancy, just to say for their first visit, that booking is now done over the phone in the comfort of your own home. Um, and then the, the lady and her partner can come for the booking scan. So that's the first scan. Um, the partner can also attend the anomaly scan, which is around the 20 to 22 week um, of pregnancy. Since about two weeks ago, we're also now um, offering partners for women who are coming to our early pregnancy assessment unit. They can also attend for that scan. So that's a change which is a positive from the last week or two. We're also uh, able now to facilitate visiting to the antenatal ward, uh, the postnatal ward and also the gynae inpatient ward, which is, again, another change in the last couple of weeks. In relation to women who are in labour, So the partner can attend when the lady goes to the labour ward for the whole of the labour while they spend their time in the labour ward. They can also stay with their partner after they have their baby and then they can accompany them up to the postnatal ward um, if it's during daylight hours. Obviously, for security reasons and stuff, during the night, it's a little bit more difficult. But they can come back then for their scheduled visiting later on in the day. And also both parents can attend the neonatal intensive care unit here in the hospital if their baby um, is happens to be in the neonatal intensive care unit. OK, well, they sound like uh, a lot of uh, progressive uh, decisions. But I suppose if I put the question another way, at this stage, uh, what can fathers-to-be, uh, so to speak, what can they not do rather than what can they do? 
Well, I think at this stage, um, they can really attend everything apart from the antenatal clinic visit. So, you know, if a woman is coming in for her appointment, we have actually restricted that to just, I suppose, situations where there may be difficult conversations. We have a very small antenatal clinic area. So the women do attend the clinic on their own for those visits. Um, The partners don't come for that. Now, how difficult did things get in the last 18 months? I mean, I'm sure you've had scenarios where, you know, Mary is coming in to give birth to a child, but uh, Johnny wants to come in and you've had to say, sorry, Johnny, you can't get in the door because of the rules. And I'm sure that's caused problems. No, well, actually, Ken, um, we have never restricted um, the partners of anyone in labour, um, you know, unless they're COVID positive, you know. Um, is that because they were in their own little bubble anyway? Yes, exactly. And I suppose what they're, you know, when you're in labour, you are in a single room. It was it was difficult when our staff weren't vaccinated. It, it, it hasn't been easy. <laughs> I suppose it hasn't been easy working in in any um, hospital, you know, during COVID. And it certainly hasn't been easy, you know, for the for the women coming in because they have concerns that their partner may not be there, obviously. But our staff now at the moment, you know, are, are vaccinated. A lot of the pregnant women are vaccinated as well. So it certainly has eased things slightly for us. But we would we would never have restricted a partner coming in. I know there has been stories, and, and, and there's no point in me not acknowledging this, that women, you know, came in and they had uh, a labour, say, with, or a, a baby born without their partner present. And that was because they had a quick labour. And that would have happened, you know, even outside of COVID, you know, where women come, you know, come in and they, they deliver very quickly. Um, and they maybe have, you know, up in the ward, have an induction, and then they come down very quickly because their pains have started and the, maybe the partner hasn't been able to attend. But induction of labour now, the, the partners are able to come to the labour ward for that whole induction process, which wouldn't have happened um, earlier in the year or even into last year. But things have changed, I suppose, in relation to the national guidance. Like, we, we are, um, I suppose, governed by, you know, the HSE and the national guidance that we get from them. Um, but we also then have, have introduced some of the more local uh, or have pushed forward with some more, you know, more, less local restrictions, I suppose, in line with the national guidance. Well, now, the Taoiseach Micheál Martin said it's unacceptable at this stage that maternity units are ignoring the new guidelines stating that partners uh, should be allowed in. Obviously, that's a, I suppose that's a, a national uh, view on the situation. I mean, is the Taoiseach and the government, if you like, out of touch on this issue? the right of touch. Um, we're thankfully for us here in, in, in Drogheda and any of the women attend, we're fully compliant with the national guidance at this moment in time. Um, but there are units that because of infrastructure, uh, and I can't speak for the other 18 maternity units, but um, I, you know, because of infrastructural issues, they're not able to fulfil the guidance that has been given out by the government. I think like a hospital, and I, I know again, and I, I'm not a, can't talk about the GAA or Croke Park, um, but it is a hospital we're talking about, you know, and there are, although most women who come in to have a baby are healthy women, there are a number of women who are unwell, you know, who have um, the underlying medical conditions and may also be COVID positive. So it is something that we are cognizant of, that we need to take care of the families who attend us. We also need to take care of our staff, you know, so it is you, you can't compare, you know, opening up Crow Park and opening up maternity units because of we, we're not here to uh, restrict anybody. We're here to give safe, quality, efficient, effective care to anybody who comes into the maternity unit. But it has to, you know, it has to be done safely. And we are, as I say, opening up a lot more 
and we are in line with the national guidance. And yes, you know, other hospitals, which I can't speak for, like like our clinics, we, we can't because of, you know, the, the infrastructure that we have. And as part of the national HICWA visit um, for obstetric emergencies two years ago, you know, one of the things of the 19 maternity units, as I'm sure you know yourself, um, they need a lot of a lot more work. So we need a lot more investment in maternity units in regards infrastructure. Um, and we are hoping to, we, we plan to, to do something with our outpatients to allow partners to, to attend again, you know. So it's it's a work in progress, Ken. Um, and, you know, things change. As I said, you know, the, the start of the pandemic, we didn't see many COVID positive women. From January to June of this year, we saw a massive increase in the number of, of pregnant women that were positive. Um, and some of them very, very sick and in intensive care, you know. So it was the message I'd like to get out today as well. If, if women um, are eligible for the vaccine, I'd be encouraging pregnant women to, to get their vaccine, you know, to keep, to keep them safe and their baby and partner safe. But we, you know, we offer individualised care here as well and on a case-by-case basis. You know, we, you know, I don't want women out there thinking my partner's not going to be able to come in. You know, I'm going to be left alone. As I said before, many times on, on your, your radio station, that we have midwives here, well, you know, who are trained, competent, who are the advocates for women. You know, they will never be alone in labour. But now we've opened up for induction of labour and the full um, uh, encompasses of the labour um, you know, from start, from as soon as women is, a woman is in labour to postnatally, their partner can stay with them. Well, if there's a, a pregnant woman listening to this programme at this moment in time and she needs to go into a Lady of Lourdes Hospital in Drogheda in the next, we'll say, month or so, or even the next three or four weeks, whatever, uh, to give birth, um, what advice would you give her? Or is the birth procedure uh, now as it was pre-March of last year? Pretty much so, uh, Ken. I suppose which one thing I didn't mention was for cesarean section as well. So you see, every, it's different. Every woman coming in, you know, some will be uh, overdue and get an induction. Some will come in in labour. Some will be for elective cesarean section. So there's no blanket statement that I can give to anybody, you know, about, as I said, it's, it's individualised. But all I can do is say that we're 100% compliant with the national guidance. Um, we are open to any discussion around any concerns that a woman would have or her partner would have when they come to the clinic. They can they can discuss their concerns. But what has changed for us is that someone comes in and labour, their partner can stay with them in the labour ward. If they're going for cesarean section, their partner can join them for the cesarean section and stay with their baby afterwards. And again, they can go up to the ward with the baby after the cesarean section uh, as long as it's in daylight hours. So we have... I suppose we've added a lot of extras in over the 18 months from where we started. I don't think we're 100% back to before COVID times. And to be honest with you, Ken, I'm not quite sure we're ever going to be able to go back to that, given, you know, women like the booking process that we're doing now. It's in the comfort of their own home. You know, they don't have to come and sit in the clinic for an hour or maybe more and, you know, wait that length of time, you know, maybe to have their booking visit. So they're at home, they get their booking visit, they come into us then just to get their consent for their bloods, their weight and height, and then they have their scan with their partner present and that's, and get their bloods done and that's the booking process. So that probably will stay, you know, as is um, in relation to them not having to come in for that whole booking process. All right, well, it all sounds almost back to normal, so uh, that sounds like good news indeed. Anyway, we're going to leave it there. That's uh, Gronia Millen there, who is the Director of Midwifery at Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital in Drogheda. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.